0: dyKA the What Do You Know About podcast. Each episode, we'll be breaking down pop culture topics from totally different worlds.
1: What do you know about video games, reality TV, science fiction, true crime, tech, tech YouTubers, and more. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the What Do You Know About Podcast. This is our spooky Halloween episode.
0: Episode five. You know, five is a spooky number. No. It's the I, number of the damned. It is? I, no. What
1: are you talking about? I think well, that's more
0: like uh, 13.
1: I thought that was like 666 or something. You know? Yeah. Well, anyways. But for our,
0: for our episode it is.
1: Right. Right. Uh, Well, anyways, yeah, this is going to be our fun little spooky episode. Um, Okay, well, I guess we shouldn't lollygag any
0: longer. Let's keep this snappy and go right into it. Okay. All right. Uh, First, we got our icebreaker questions, which we thought was a really fun thing last time.
1: Yeah, I think we got some good feedback about that, so.
0: Good feedback from, like, my mom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. We're going to start with who has the snazziest pants.
1: The snazziest pants? Yeah. In their wardrobe or on them right now? I think it just right means now. on their body. Neither of our pants
0: are snazzy. I think mine are more snazzy. You're wearing plain black leggings. I'm wearing some kind of you're dressy like, shorts, tan car. They're not like cargo shorts. You're wearing shorts. capri you know, shorts.
1: Yeah. That's more snazzy. Wait, I said capri. I meant well, khaki. Um, yeah. yeah yeah you're wearing khaki shorts not i mean i guess you could say it's snazzier than some uh black fabletics so i win leggings but all right all right you won okay
0: um let's see this isn't exactly the same kind of list that you had who broke the law most recently (laughs) oh no
1: um i don't know when did i last break the law I'm sure I've jaywalked recently. (laughs) Um, Oh, I stole something somewhat recently. What was that? I stole a box of diapers on accident. Oh, yeah. And I felt so terribly. So I got home and I realized, oh, my gosh, I didn't pay for those diapers. And, you know, I have my daughter with me. And, you know, it was a while ago, probably like six months ago. So she was a lot younger. And I don't know more of a handful I guess so I didn't want to go back to the store and go back inside and pay for them because just was like not possible I don't know it was like such an overwhelming task and then I got home and I was like I, I, I like it was like the guilt was eating me alive so I ended up donating like the same amount of money it costs for a box of diapers to like a, a organization that helps like moms in other countries get like birth care that they need you know but um I think that's probably the last time. Okay, okay. Most recent time I broke the law, I guess. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. For me, I think I think we're I think you're maybe you've you run that a red light, light or a stop a sign light. or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm a I'm a good I'm a. You're good a good boy. boy. Who last watered a plant?
1: Oh well obviously me yes
0: mikhail has lots of plants
1: i don't feel like i have lots i feel like i have a small normal amount of plants but i i do like taking care of plants and i have um a couple of chinese money plants i like those a lot i just recently watered them so i win
0: okay you won two out of three so you go first Which is good. We were talking before the show that Michaela should go first, (laughs) because Michaela has the spooky topic for Halloween, and mine isn't as spooky. I tried to tie mine into Halloween, right? Um, you know, Michaela has the a more downer.
1: I would say so. Yeah.
0: Uh. So yeah. Okay. Let's. We're gonna get into get started with what do I know about what? Okay, so this is the
1: hard thing. I am kind of just. it's not one thing I'm going to do because it's not long enough for it to be like one topic. So it's more of like a group of things, I guess. It's like, okay, I'm just going to say, and I don't know, you could be like, whatever, but I'm, so my topic today is scary movies slash shows that are based on true stories.
0: What do I know about those? Yeah.
1: What do you know about those? Can um, you name it? It
0: doesn't go the best with our slogan i know um, I'm Sorry. well you're watching one right now it's on netflix it's called the watcher
1: yeah
0: i've caught glimpses of it pretty spooky it's this rich family like moves into this big house and and then they start getting all these letters from this guy it says he's the watcher mm-hmm. and then he says all this personal information about their life and like they can't figure it out mm-hmm. um and that you said that's based on on true so that's probably why i did this topic since it's fresh on your mind yeah um there's there's you know there's uh I, I guess a really famous and good one or good as far as i know is Mindhunter. hunter
1: oh mm-hmm. so
0: that's a show on netflix that's based off a book that i got you for christmas yeah, once just randomly and then that's it turned true. out to also be a netflix show which yeah was crazy that's a show about the guys that sort of coined the term serial killer and, and mm-hmm. they did the research on like you know what makes somebody serial killer and stuff and, like in the 70s
1: yeah it's very good show the book was good too it was a little bit too i started re- i couldn't finish it it was a little bit too gruesome for me to read all of but um yeah i i like the show the show's mm-hmm. good
0: yeah and uh i guess there's one about jeffrey dahmer going around right mm. now that that you don't want to watch
1: i don't know i have feelings about it i guess
0: you think there you think that stuff like that is exploitative
1: well, I don't necessarily have a problem with them making these shows and movies. I mean, it's overdone. That's part of it. It's like, find something new. Like, you're boring. But um, also, a lot of times they don't consult any of, like, the victims' families or the, vic- you know, or the surviving victims before they make these shows. And I don't know. Part of me is kind of like, there's something... I don't know, unethical about the way they go about doing it because they'll, like, portray the victims, portray the victims' families and stuff in these shows, and they it's not like they get a cut of it or anything or they give the rights to them to make these movies or whatever. They just do, you know, and I don't know. It's like bringing bringing it back up for them, and they didn't even ask for that, you know. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. I I don't have... I, I am... It's hard because so like a little backstory I used to be like super into true crime stuff like listening to podcasts all day every day still like true crime was my life dude like I just like couldn't get enough of it and I think especially having since having my daughter I have a hard time like listening to it or even like accepting it as entertainment because it's so I don't know it's so dark and I just think what if that was my kid or my you know family member or whatever like it's hard for me to like disassociate I guess in the way I used to which I think is a good thing but I just don't find it as entertaining as I used to and once again I I don't think that's bad but obviously some things are like oh this is fascinating especially stuff from like hundred or more years ago I'll you know happily you know read something or watch something like historical type stuff I think that's kind of more interesting but I feel like the stuff that's recent like missing people murders that's like I don't know some of it's just they're still alive like families are still alive they're you know victims that maybe survived are still alive and it's like why, they don't you know we shouldn't be being entertained i don't know something feels weird about it to me but also i just have a hard time listening to it and watching it so anyways sorry that was a long ramble well
0: how about we jump into the specific shows you want to talk about or what i don't know how you prepared this one yeah okay. so not done a topic like this before
1: so the first um movie I'm going to be talking about the actual true story behind is a movie called, uh, Winchester.
0: Winchester. That sounds like something I've seen you watching on Netflix before.
1: I've never watched this movie. Oh, okay. Um, but I came across it cause it's like, it's the, maybe one of the, it has been very poorly rated. I think it had like 13% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. I mean, is it that is a
0: bad movie or a controversial movie?
1: Bad. Bad movie. Very poor quality from what I understand. It was made in 2018, so you would think it would have been, you know, not too bad, but um every review is like it was boring, it was really bad, it was stupid, it was this, you know. So anyways, um It got bad reviews, but it did really good at the box office, apparently. It made a lot of money, so, you know, good on them, I suppose. But, um, okay, so, the movie The Winchester uh, was released in 2018 and is described as a supernatural horror film. Uh, It stars Helen Mirren playing Sarah Winchester, heiress to the Winchester Repeating Arms Fortune, it follows her as she is haunted by the spirits of those killed by the winchester rifle the movie includes many additional characters including a little boy who lives in the house with his mother and is frequently possessed by an angry spirit and a drug addicted doctor who's supposed to find sarah insane and in the end has his own ghost encounters including his dead wife spirit who is also apparently murdered by a winchester rifle uh and in the end of the movie you find Sarah uh, deciding to build as many rooms as possible in this house of hers to hold all of the spirits that are, are haunting her because apparently spirits will stay inside of a room, you know, if you nail it shut. So.
0: If you had told me the plot synopsis and you didn't say based on a true story, I'd be like, that sounds really stupid
1: okay the real story behind this movie is actually pretty strange um but not so out there wacko like this movie was it's Um. pronounced waco (laughs) okay um so The story is based on uh, what is now referred to as the Winchester Mystery House. Uh, It is located in San Jose, California. And uh, its former owner, Sarah Winchester, was the widow of William Winchester. And um, she was the heiress to the Winchester repeating arms fortune. So, like the Winchester rifle, you know. Okay. Oh, this was in like 1918 something. I I'm sorry. I didn't write down the date. So sorry. 1800s, late 1800s. Um, She went, did suffer from a lot of loss. She had a baby daughter that passed away at a very young age. And then her husband passed away at a very young age. And Um, she suffered from, like, a lot of different health issues, and ended up being told by her doctor that she needed to move to a warmer, drier climate from Maine, so she moved to California. That's where she ended up buying this house, and, um, anyways, the house itself wasn't anything, like, outstanding, but it had, like, six bedrooms, you know, it was a nice place, something, uh heiress would buy I guess you know Uh, and in the end after what people say is 38 years straight of renovations which really wasn't actually 38 years straight she would start and stop and start and stop a lot so there's a lot of like break time in there but people like to say she spent 38 years doing this Um, the mansion uh, ended up with this the following you know uh things 24,000 square feet 10,000 windows 2,000 doors 160 rooms 52 skylights 47 stairways and fireplaces 17 chimneys 13 bathrooms six kitchens and one shower
0: just one shower
1: yeah just one i guess it's all bathtubs So what is so, you know, interesting about it having, it being this big, you know, started six bedrooms, why, you know, what's, what's so fascinating about it having 160 rooms? Well, let me tell you, this room, this house is like a never ending maze of doorways, stairways, rooms, uh, all, you know bathrooms door you know everything you could think of that go to nowhere absolutely nowhere there's you can go up a staircase you get to the top and it's sealed off there's nothing there you open a door and it's a brick like the the, you know the outside there's nothing there there's windows in the middle of the house looking into other rooms there's you know I think there's actually doorways that do open up into rooms below that don't actually go anywhere. You would step out and probably fall and break your neck, you know. Uh, There's hallways that end with nothing. There's no doors, no rooms, just a hallway down to nothing. Uh, There are tons and tons of rooms decorated so intricately. I mean, a lot of, I think what they describe it as being Victorian and Gothic style um and it is a architectural marvel i guess you could say but also very strange if
0: it reminds me of the fiddler on the roof and there's a song if i were a rich man and he says i'd have a long staircase just going up and another even longer going down and one more that leads nowhere, just for show. Yes. Except it's the spooky <laughs> Halloween version.
1: Right, right. <laughs> well, okay, so I don't think she did this because she, you know, she's a rich person. Like She wasn't like, oh, I'm rich. Why don't I just b- build a staircase? Um, there's a lot of speculation around why she did all of this. And something else I've, I've come to learn about myself is I have become a major skeptic over the past few years. I think in the past, I would like read something like this and eat it up and be like, oh, look at this spooky thing. And I got to tell you all about it or whatever. But now I'm like, well, obviously this, this, and this, it's not, you know, there's no ghost. There's no this or whatever, which I mean, when you go to like read a Wikipedia page, for example, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get like, well, people say that this is the the thing but that's not true and here's the actual like research and reason why it's this way and blah 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 which kind of ruins the fun of the spookiness of it so I don't know if I should be like this is actually what it is or just say the spooky thing I guess I'll do both I'll say both (laughs) because I don't know is I don't how do you feel
0: I don't I I don't I I just just reveal it I don't care about it's like if I want to see a magic show or something I always want to know how it's done I think it's interesting
1: oh yeah you like you like um learning out how they do like the magic tricks and stuff
0: yeah Hmm. I think it's more interesting than not knowing I mean it's not like I I don't know it's like if I'm watching keep talking about magic shows if I'm watching a magic show and mm-hmm. I don't know how it was done. I'm not assuming that they ha- actually did magic. I'm like, okay, well, they did a trick. So it would be very interesting for me to know what the trick is. You know? Mm. I don't know. I got you. I don't know. I don't I don't care for, ac- for you know, mystery in that way.
1: I got you. Okay. All right. Well, um, okay. I'm gonna... We'll go into a little bit more detail of the house then. So, uh, I forgot to say this before, but the house at the end of it, they say it was most likely, um, around $5 million in 1923 for her to have built all of this, which would be $71 million today to build this house, which is wild. Um, I mean, it's massive, so it makes sense, but, um, it's also crazy. It's a lot of money. So anyways, um, the reason that they say that she built a house like this was because she uh, never hired an architect to do anything. She wanted to do all of it herself. She wanted to plan it. She wanted to write it all up. She wanted to do all the blueprints. She wanted to do everything. And she would just, you know, she'd hire a contractor and she would just say, you know, kind of ask them, oh, can you do this thing? Or maybe get their opinion on something. But it was all her, you know all in her brain, all of her just going, this is what I want to do. So that would often what would happen is she would be unhappy with how something was done. And instead of like having it redone, she would, um, just have, you know, it, it ended there. So like a stairway, she'd be like, I'm not really happy with the way that looks. Instead of just having them take it out or whatever, she would just leave it and have them steal off the end you know um and this was something that obviously happened a lot and there's some like research someone did like their their like thesis their master's thesis or whatever on this and like trying to research why and um they said like after talking to all the different people and reading accounts and all that stuff that she just liked having workers in the house (laughs) so Maybe that's part of it. Like she just wanted the company like she's lonely. I don't know. Um, But also she was like she wanted to employ people in the area. You know, I mean, I guess if you got a lot of money, but I don't know. It's strange. It's still strange. Sounds like a weirdo. Well, yeah, it's still very odd. Um, There are lots of uh, innovative designs Uh, and fascinating decorative choices around this house Um, and actually a lot of like architecture type you know people are sort of like impressed by some of the things that she did including one room that's like an indoor garden that the floor is like at a slant so that way all of the water that Gets used to water those plants will run off and then it runs the water runs off outside to another garden um to water those plants so it's, i don't know it's like very innovative designs i guess you could say i don't know I, I, who did that first but Reminds it's just me. fascinating
0: you remember in steven universe where they watched Lil butler yeah and he's like These people have too much money. (laughs) (laughs) That's what what I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, well, let's get into some of the spooky stuff. Okay, spooky. So, it's said that the house is haunted. It's said. By the spirits of those killed by the Winchester rifle. Which...
0: That would be a lot of people. Yes.
1: Um, especially because not long before, um, you know, she moved and bought this house and started doing this stuff was like the Civil War. It wasn't that long before then. And I don't know. You can kind of imagine that a lot of people died and probably at the hands of Winchester rifles. So, um, I mean, that's a lot of spirits to keep in one house. Let's... Know. I mean, it's okay. That's what they think. All right. So, um, the reason they say that she spent all of this time and money building all of these rooms, making her house a maze, essentially, was because she was trying to confuse the spirits and keep them from finding her and hurting her. So visitors of the house and tour guides of the house now claim to have experienced many odd things, including cold spots, hearing footsteps, cooking smells when there's no cooking, odd sounds, whispering, doors and windows slamming, and feelings of being watched. Lots of rumors began around the house um, after Sarah's death, and uh, when the new owners were, um, they purchased the house, they fixed it up, and they were trying to essentially make it an attract an attraction because you know it was such a crazy house. I mean, it was beautiful, like, lots of things were beautiful, about, but also it's just, like, pretty wild. So, um, I'm guessing the reason that a lot of these rumors, which, you know, the rumors that there were spirits and she was haunted and all that stuff, started was because they were trying to get people to come and, you know, see the house and take the tour and all that. Um, and since then, uh, which that was, like, around 100 years ago... Since then, the house has changed hands a few times. Different, you know, companies have owned it. But now um, it's, it is owned by a company that um, does lots and lots and lots of touristy things there. Including they hold weddings. They have event spaces. <laughs> it is like a full-blown tourist attraction now. So you can, you can go tour the house. You can, they have lots of different package options. You can go um, do ghost tours of the house. Um, You can do... this? This is in San Jose, California.
0: And we're talking about a movie? (laughs) I don't even remember what happened in the movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so the movie is like about her being haunted by the spirits of the the people who were killed by the Winchester rifle, okay. but it also has lots of other characters that come into it. Like people that live in the house with her and, you know, mm-hmm. which isn't, isn't it at all? No one lived in the house there. No doctor tried to come in and say she was insane or whatever. It's just part of the movie, but okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously it's like, it's interesting story, but obviously it's not interesting enough to like make a movie, out, like a scary movie out of it. You know? they got to add something. Um, So the company that owns it now, um, they like, they have their tour guides and they all are given, you know, scripts or whatever. So a lot of the things that they'll talk about is how Sarah used to hold seances and private parties for the spirits and how um, she was like, she was like had gone totally crazy from the spirits and whatever and um i read like an account from an old tourist an old tour guide from there and they were like i feel bad every day go to work and i lie to everybody all day (laughs) i was like oh my gosh i mean there's a difference between i don't know are they lying are they just like playing a part like if you're in a play kind of thing you know i guess it's trying to spin it as fact which I suppose that's what they're doing I don't know but it's kind of fun I don't know it's fun to like go to a place and be like ooh it's haunted and spooky and then you know have the tour guide be like yes it is and here let me tell you And you know I don't know it sounds like fun to me
0: hmm. maybe for some people
1: well okay regardless of what you believe if you believe the house is haunted or not if you believe she was Tormented by the spirits of those killed by the Winchester rifle. Uh, It's still a very odd, you know, building. It's still a very odd um, place to be. And it's wild that she spent all of her free time creating this maze of a house. um, With, you know, so many, like, kind of nonsensical rooms and stuff. I mean, she had enough money where she could have done it all right. You know, it wasn't like she was short of the cash. She just kind of, I guess, was like, you know, maybe I like the maze. I don't know. Or maybe she was trying to confuse some spirits. I don't know. I don't know. So, okay, that's the first one. I didn't think it'd be long enough, which I guess it it maybe would have been. But the next one is not as long. It's pretty short. so. So you have two. Yeah. Okay. That's a double feature for your spooky stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is actually like, this is scares me. This one freaks me out.
0: Is another ghost story? No. 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 Okay.
1: So you mentioned this earlier that, that I've been watching the show The Watcher on Netflix, and I didn't realize that this is a true story. Um. So that's the second. That's the yeah. Second one. Okay. And when I looked into it, I was like, oh oh no 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 no, no Oh, no, i mean no. if what happened in that show happened to me i would be very afraid you get the heck out of there yeah well that's what the family actually did in real life um the show is like very much a dramatization of like the story they didn't ever the family who bought the house never actually moved into the house they they weren't they didn't stay um so you know, in the show, they're living there when all this is happening, which obviously that's not you know that isn't actually what happened. Well, let's 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 recap for for the listeners. The show,
0: yeah, so yeah. I, t- I, I gave a quick synopsis earlier, but now that we're on yeah, the topic, yeah.
1: okay. The show is called The Watcher. It's on Netflix. I think there's like seven episodes. I think I'm on episode three or four, but basically, it's like a psychological thriller type show you know it's scary some jump scare type things it's pretty like unnerving sort of feeling um and I'd say it's definitely my cup of tea when it comes to like scary stuff that's that's what I like I don't like like gory slasher horror you know that kind of stuff I'm much more about like the playing with your mind and kind of like creepy like who did it kind of stuff so it's kind of it's like right up my alley, but um, the show, yeah. If you start out, it's a family. They move into this beautiful home, and um, in the first, I think it's the first episode, they get this letter, uh, who that's addressed to them from, or is addressed to the new owner, and it's from the watcher. The that's watcher what it's signed as from the watcher, so. It continues. The show continues a lot from there. And they're living in the house doing renovations. Neighbors are weird and creepy. And there's breaking into their house. And the pet's getting murdered and all stuff. I mean, it's just like that doesn't actually. That's not the story. But <laughs> um, anyways, the real story um, is st- it's scary, but it's it's not like that. So I'm gonna just I'm just gonna read to you some what the, the, the little thing. I'm going here.
0: to True Crime Podcast mode.
1: Yeah. okay. in June 2014, a family of five purchased a six bedroom home in the suburbs about 40 minutes um, outside of New York City in Westfield, New Jersey. Um, they start out the house before moving in. They, they want to do some renovations on the house. And, um, before they move in one night, the dad goes out to check the mail and finds a note, um, that is addressed to the new owners. From there they find, you know, over time they don't live in the house, but they do get two more notes. So there's three notes in total that are sent to them signed from the watcher. These notes are full of Freaky, threatening, scary, I don't know even what else words to say, but just maybe some of the more, like, terrifying things I've heard um, is in it, these notes. Is
0: it like in the TV show where, like, he has all this personal information on them? Yes. Okay.
1: So, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna read some, uh, 10 excerpts from the notes, and that that's just gonna be kind of the end of this, because um to this day so this was in 2014 um to this day they still don't know who signed who who these notes are from there is a dna sample they do know that it's a woman from the dna sample interesting um but that's it that's all they know they don't have any information on who could have been There's been a few leads on, like, neighbors. They've done DNA samples on some neighbors, although there's a lot of criticism around the police department of them not being very thorough and this and that. But also you kind of have to think, well, they were just threatening. They didn't actually do, they didn't commit a crime at the end of the day. But they were definitely stalking this family. So you would hope that the police would be somewhat concerned and involved, but... Unfortunately, it's not been solved, and um the family they'd never like I said they never moved in and they ended up being able to sell the house, but um, they took a major loss. It was like almost half a million dollars that they lost on the house from when they bought it versus when they sell it because I think a lot of the negative um you know press or whatever around it, and also they wanted to be very like upfront with whoever sold the house to like hey just so you know this is what happened to us when we bought the house like cuz that that was the big thing when they this all started happening they ended up suing the people that originally sold the house to them because they were like you didn't disclose that the house came with a stalker you know which they were like we didn't know that it did <laughs> so you know they didn't they didn't win that that case obviously but anyways i'll go ahead and read these um excerpts 10 Ten excerpts from the three letters that were sent, uh, and then that's that'll be it. Um, that'll be our, that'll be our spooky this segment. Is probably some of the like most freaky whatever. And yeah, they did know like very detailed information about them, including the names of their children, their ages, all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, if this happened to me and anyone threatened my kid, I'd be, like, I just like them. I would not even move in. I mean, no not at all anyways okay here we go 657 boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now and as it approaches its 110th birthday i have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming my grandfather watched the house in 1920s and my father watched in the 1960s it is now my time do you know the history of the house do you know what lies within the walls of 657 boulevard why are you here I will find out. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family, or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move throughout the house. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass and for you to bring the young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. Maybe a car accident, maybe a fire. Maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet. Loved ones suddenly die. Planes and cars and bicycles crash. Bones break. Will the young blood play in the basement or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs you would never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic, or will you sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in, it will help me to know who's in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. Have a happy moving-in day. I kn- You know I will be watching. I just...
0: I remember some of those from the TV show.
1: I mean, that's just some of it. There's a lot worse, like, some things that are a lot worse. Like, they knew their car, um, the kinds of cars they had.
0: You know, but I feel like that stuff isn't that freaky anymore because you get all that stuff on the internet.
1: Like creepypasta?
0: No, I meant, I didn't mean oh, spooky oh. stories. I meant you can get all of information on people's lives off of the internet. I gotcha. They learn the name of their kid. I bet that, you know, somebody could find out our car and the name of our kids and a house that the address of a house we're moving into really really easy
1: oh sure yeah i mean i think that was part of some of the criticism was like well if they really were that worried why would the mom be posting pictures of their kids on her facebook page or whatever like some people like in the town were saying stuff like that Which is, I mean, she did have all that information out there, so it's true. I mean, the person could have found it online. One of the weird things about the letters was that there were a lot of sort of old-fashioned terms or old-fashioned sort of way of speaking, maybe, and it was all written on a typewriter.
0: Yeah, the young bloods. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... Like, in the TV hmm. show, I remember there was a scene where they had the letter with the watcher, and he was like your lovely daughter plays the piano so nicely and stuff, you know, and it was yeah. like stuff where obviously yeah. could see the house. Right.
1: Well, so one of the things that was in, well, I didn't read it, but, um, one of the things that was in the letters was he mentions, or they mentioned, um, uh, seeing the youngest child painting on an easel, it through a window in like one of the back or, rooms or whatever. And, um you know that wasn't something they posted a picture of or anything there was only way you would know that that was happening is if you saw them through the window and i think that was probably one of the more like terrifying things is it's like this person is obviously here watching like they're obviously you know in our somewhere hiding and they can see you know um and i just don't like it i don't like that 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 they don't know who this person is. I don't like that. They not ever found out. I don't like that. Well, and it's also, it's kind of like, I mean, I would be so angry too, if I was these people, because ultimately at the end of the day, no crime like was committed. You know, there was no, there was no like, you know, breaking and entering. There was no actual violent crime that took place just the kind of threat of it happening you know i'd be so angry like they got the their dream home and then this happens and it's like i mean if i were them, i would not move my children in there either i'd be terrified they they were like i guess they ended up buying a different house but they did it through like an llc or something so that way like they couldn't be found and you know well makes you feel terrified it makes you think that like
0: what if the person that wrote the letters was like the person that bought the house for the low amount or something you know that somebody that was trying mm. to force them to move out I feel like the TV show was, was setting up I, I mean I didn't watch the TV show with you I saw I saw bits and pieces yeah. um, but it felt like it was setting up a bunch of different people for you to suspect you know oh for sure and one of them was like yes. this this real estate agent yes. and there's a scene where she sits down with the mom and she's like
1: You've if I was you, there.
0: if I was you, I would, you would gotta get out of there. Yeah. And she's like, I can, I can sell it over the weekend. And right. it's like,
1: she's like, but you'll probably want to knock a couple hundred off of it. You know, yeah. hundred thousand it. Off of makes it.
0: you think that like, you'd suspect the real estate lady because she gets right. a big b- deal out of it. You right. Know? Um, and then there was like this creepy security camera installer person and there was, The neighbors. neighbors.
1: So I actually was reading the neighbors, the ones that were like in the lawn chairs, there was like these, these neighbors depicted in the show. The suit twins. Yes. Constantly sitting in the, in their lawn chairs, like staring at them in the window, which I guess was actually true. There was one day where a, one of the contractors that was doing like painting on the house had commented to the dad, the owner of the house um, hey, this is weird. Like your neighbors have their, their lawn chairs pointed towards your house. Like they're really close to the road pointed towards your house. Um, and they're just, so they can look at what's going on. Is, isn't that weird? And they did, they found that really strange, obviously, but I think they looked into them and, you know, they were not found to be irresponsible or whatever. But, um, I guess there was another neighbor that was also very strange, um, that they had had suspected which they were depicted in the show too but they were depicted like as you know way more out there um and they were found to not be responsible too uh you know dna kind of uh, uh ruled them out but yeah i mean i hate it i hate it so much it's like an absolute nightmare. Yeah,
0: that's right. See, that stuff's a lot. I that mean, that's more scary than the ghosts.
1: Oh, oh, to me, yeah. I think it's because not that I, mm, I don't know if I want to share this. Not that I don't believe in ghosts necessarily. She
0: said it live on the show. Yeah, I don't know. Now if we can I go back that. to the recording at any time. Yeah.
1: Um. But I don't think I believe in this place being haunted in the way that they say it is. I think it's all just, you know, a racket. But, uh, you know, obviously the story of the Watcher, like, that's not just a story it happened. It's been reported in, like, you know, New York Times. They have the records of everything. The police are, you know. There's a Netflix show. Well, of course, it's got to be true. But, um... You know, mainly because of the fact that there's, like, police, you know, reports. There's actu- the evidence of the the letters themselves. Oh, and I... Something I didn't say, but, like, the owners of the house were, like, lots of people were, like, maybe they did it to themselves so they could get out of buying this house. Because, you know, they thought, oh, well, they're just suing the previous owner for you know, this or whatever. Maybe they're just trying to find a way to get out of the sale and get their money back and not have to be responsible for taking care of the house or whatever. But it's so far-fetched because not only is it, like, not believable, like, that they would do, you know, it also didn't work. And it wouldn't have worked. So, I don't know. Seems unlikely. And they, you know the per, the one um the one article I read said every time that she talked the reporter every time she talked to the mom she would be like so t- like shaking from fear so she was like I they seem so genuine I don't think that they were lying about it you know but you know never yeah it's not impossible I guess but I just feel it's so sad that 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 like their dream home like I just can't imagine that happening to me but also it's terrifying i mean just absolutely terrifying to be getting the letters with like personal information like details of like your ins and like in and out of your day what you're up to like who you are and then threats basically like you can't hear him screaming from the basement and you've brought me young blood to you know essentially offer to the house were the letters sent through the postal system like yeah Mm-hmm. they weren't like left in the mailbox or anything they were like actually mailed so that's how they have the dna is from the licked um envelope yeah. but that's all they have was in the tv
0: DNA. show i feel like there's scenes where the watcher like gets into the house or whatever
1: oh but they also yeah, have yeah. all these
0: security cameras like why don't you check the cameras
1: right 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 that's the tv show though <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah. Anyways, okay. I'm scared.
0: I'm. I'm not that scared, but thank you for sharing. Okay. We'll I'm put scared. spooky sound effects. No, we won't. In the background. Or No, I won't. We'll put like an owl
1: go hoo, hoo.
0: <laughs> You're so spooky.
1: Terrifying. Okay.
0: You know what else is terrifying? Commercial breaks.
1: Okay. (laughs) Are they? Okay. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back for real this time. We just did the welcome back take like three times because the microphone's not working out or something. (laughs) Michaela tells me.
1: (laughs) It's very spooky. No, it's really not. It's just Chris kind of being a little butthurt over there. Me being butthurt. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I... All right, go ahead.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, so I had a topic prepared for today. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, we used to go to be a Halloween episode. We need to do Halloween. So I scrapped the topic. and I'm going to do that topic next week. <gasps> so I came up with a different topic. But then I decided not to do that. And I came up with a third topic. Oh boy! It's we. If I just said the topic, you'd be like, oh, "It's not Halloween." So I'm gonna preface this here. Uh, today we're gonna talk about a multimedia franchise, a franchise that includes skeletons, zombies, giant spiders, witches, and jack o' lanterns.
1: Are we talking about Minecraft?
0: Yes, Michaela. <laughs> what do you know about Minecraft?
1: I feel like I know a pretty good amount, but I I feel so out of the loop, um, because every time I see you or my siblings playing Minecraft, I'm like, what is that? What are those? What's this? What did it? Because there's so many new things from when I used to play. Um, Chris and I used to play Minecraft together a lot, but anyways, I know that Minecraft is I a wouldn't video say game a lot,
0: but yeah,
1: a lot for maybe like a week. Um minecraft is a video game it's a video game where you go and uh you have options but like for you know in a survival mode you're supposed to go and harvest things and mine things and get resources and survive build things feed yourself you know fight off monsters i don't know what the finish line is i don't know if there's a winning thing. I don't think so, but maybe so. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's a general idea. You build with blocks. Everything's sort of cube shaped. Everything's like a square pixel sort of style art. Um, I don't know, I feel like most people probably have seen something from Minecraft. Like, it's so popular now that you'd see it in, like, the store of, like, oh, that's a Minecraft-themed thing or whatever. You see a kid wearing a t-shirt, I'm sure, with, like, this, you know, a zombie or a creeper on it or whatever, but, um, what else do I know? I know the main character's name is Steve or Alex, depending on which sex you choose. And I know, um... What else do I know? Oh wasn't it released by like mo mojong, mojong mojang? How do you pronounce that?
0: you got it right the last one
1: mojang yeah um it's it, it does it use like Java or something javascript um
0: <laughs> you're running out of things, but you know a lot of things I feel like you played I played the game
1: I've played the game not i I really haven't played it at anywhere close to as much as you you are like um beautiful master architect builder in minecraft thank you um i'm over here with my like four by four you know birchwood house (laughs) that doesn't even have a roof that you know whatever but i mean it's fun it can be relaxing i think to play it's kind of one of those games that you can play and also like watch a video or watch tv or whatever while you're playing um so yeah because there's not like dialogue or anything there's no storyline but Mm. well is that true didn't they release some kind of minecraft game that does have a storyline
0: all right let's 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 sorry let's go let's get into it yeah um let's get Get into into it. it yeah okay uh first uh we always have a quick fact section okay, in my yes. segments. Uh Minecraft is a multimedia franchise, more than just games. There's books, there's Yeah, oh yeah. I, I guess there aren't there isn't a movie or TV show yet. Um
1: I bet there is.
0: No, there, is there a, isn't. Wow. There are I'm lots of shocked. games. Um and lots of books. I know that. Um when did the when did Minecraft come out?
1: i'm guessing in like 2010 2012
0: that's pretty accurate um it's actually kind of complicated yeah um when the beta if you looked it up if you looked it up it would say 2011 okay um but it is complicated 2010 is also sort of right 2009 is also sort of right we'll get into the history um, anyways, multimedia franchises, multiple video games, and also lots of books. Um, in the original game, Minecraft, you explore a procedurally generated pixely block world. Uh, there's no real objectives. You explore this world, you mine resources, and you craft things. That's why it's called Minecraft. Um, there's... You there's like you mentioned. You survive things. You survive the monsters that I mentioned earlier, the skeletons and zombies and all those. Uh, and you build stuff. You know, there's it, it's really it's really a, you do anything. It's developed by a Swedish indie game or formerly indie game studio, uh, Mojang. Um, Minecraft is the best-selling video game of all time.
1: What for real? yes Mm. selling
0: how many copies
1: i always forget that you have to pay for minecraft because for whatever reason in my head i always thought it was free and i don't know why but anyways it used to be like 15 dollars or something it wasn't that expensive i don't know might be more now anyways how many copies Mm. i don't know like 10 million is that too high? Two hundred and thirty
0: eight million.
1: <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm I'm always so off with these guesses.
0: Okay. Um just for fun, we'll talk about the top ten video games best selling of all time, according to Wikipedia. Minecraft is number one. Grand Theft Auto Five is number two. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Tetris is number three. Tetris, as released <laughs> Who in two 2000- thousand. Tetris? Tetris, as released in two thousand and six by EA. Apparently, they counted the sales separately from like the older versions because Tetris mm. from the um the eighties was on there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Sports is number four. Nice. PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, if you're familiar with that, Mm-mm. it's like one of those Fortnite games where like you drop everybody down and it's like a shooter and like the last person standing. Huh. It's like one I of the first. It's like one of the first ones that came out. Oh, okay. Um, Super Mario Brothers, which we talked about last mm-hmm. week. Mario Kart Eight, which you and oh, I love.
1: Wow. Didn't expect that to be that um, popular. Overwatch. I mean, popular.
0: Overwatch. Okay. Classic. Um, the first generation oh, Pokemon no. games. So combined Pokemon Red version, Pokemon oh, Blue gotcha. version, all the first ones. Uh, and number ten is Red Dead Redemption Two oh okay so those Hmm. are the top 10 best selling video games of all time according to wikipedia interesting alright well let's talk about minecraft Uh, we're going to move on from our quick facts segment and go to the about segment first I'm going to talk about the game what happens when we play so all the stuff will be familiar to you Mm -hmm. Um, then I'm going to talk about the history so for anybody that's not familiar which I'm sure is not many people that have ever played a video game are not familiar with this. Um, in Minecraft's most popular mode uh, called survival mode, it's a first-person game, first-person perspective. You play in a blocky world, which I'm sure ninety-five percent of people, at least in this country, <laughs> yeah, have had, know what know what I'm talking about. They they are familiar with the the imagery. Yep blocky world um they're blocks that are like half the height of your character if your character is like two blocks tall right um it's procedurally generated which means it's a randomly created infinite world you can walk forever in one direction and you'll get new terrain to walk over it's full of lots of biomes plains forests mountains jungles tundras Lots more than just that. And in underground, there's sprawling cave systems that go every which way. Um, Lava. Lava. Yes, all that stuff. Um, Each time you create a Minecraft world and you start a game, it usually starts with you going up to a tree, breaking it with your fists, uh, getting, you get wood, and you turn that wood into a crafting bench. And then you use a crafting bench and you take the wood and you make tools. And then you mine some stone and you upgrade the tools to stone tools. And then you mine the iron and you upgrade to iron tools. And then you you, make a shelter to survive the monsters. And you make a furnace to get the... And it, it's, it's just, you build yourself, you, you craft stuff, right?
1: A long list of to-dos. Yeah.
0: There's, but it's not but it's no there's no mandated to do this right it's all there's no pressure yeah
1: you can kind of just do it at your own pace and
0: actually for the longest time none of this was all stuff that you had to like look up oh yeah they didn't have a tutorial in the game to tell you Mm -hmm. how to do all this stuff yeah um yeah and then monsters come out at nighttime there's a day night cycle um and really that's 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 the game
1: i remember when i first started playing minecraft i was like like genuinely so terrified of oh, yeah. having to fight the monsters like i would get like like my stomach would be like i'd be so scared i would come across a zombie or a creeper or something I'd be like walking around oh, yeah. i'm like terrified i'm like because oh you God. die and you lose all your stuff yeah. and yeah. you go back to the
0: beginning and maybe you can't find the house right
1: Right, but it was honestly made. not. It had nothing to do with the risk. It had everything to do with the fact that I was scared to yeah. fight a monster.
0: And for people who aren't familiar, one of the famous monsters of Minecraft is called a creeper. It's a kind of anatomical-looking creature.
1: Yeah, it has like little legs, and that you know body or but But the legs is like the only one that has like leg things.
0: Um, it's, it's 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 like all a green. green. It's like yeah. a green. Uh, Michaela, you can bleep this out. It's a green penis, <laughs> and it walks up behind you. Oh no! <sighs> and uh, it walks up behind you, creeps up behind you. Yeah. And it makes a little sound. It goes, and then it explodes. Right. And. The, part of the, the worst part of it exploding is that when it explodes, it destroys blocks and Everything, stuff. yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're working on your beautiful creation... Right.
1: Then it ruins it. It ruins it. And you don't even get those blocks. They disappear. Yeah. Most of them.
0: So in Minecraft, you can craft tools. You can craft new types of blocks to build your beautiful buildings. You can craft you know and cook your food because you need to keep yourself fed uh you make weapons you make armor you make beds that you can sleep in you make a furnace yeah you make potions um you can get enchantments and you can enchant your weapons and armor to give it new effects and stuff there's a whole system around that there's a whole system about making potions that give you different abilities and stuff there's tons, there's a giant list of stuff you can explore and do. Um, the block-based system makes it easy to build big buildings and structures and it's a very creative kind of game. That's mm-hmm. sort of the main thing you'll be doing in your game for most people. I mean, I don't know that, you know, lots of, there's some people that just like to explore and mm-hmm. fight monsters or some people that only build stuff and they play in the modes where it's not surviving. Mm-hmm. Um, you can there's alternate worlds besides just the main world you can go to the nether which is sort of a hellish world that has lava and stuff mm-hmm. there's the end which is this sort of out in outer space world where you can it's it's sort of the end goal you know there's no end goal to minecraft there's no really beating minecraft but there is a place you can go called the end and they have this
1: big dragon and you can kill the dragon And that's sort of the end of the game. And that, I think, that got added, like, after I had actually been playing. I don't think that that was there before.
0: I doubt that, but we'll get to the history. Oh. Um, Well, I didn't know about it. It was a very long time ago that that got added. Hmm. Um, 2012. Or 2011. Like, when the game came out. when when the official release then
1: i definitely have played it with that in it but literally had zero knowledge of its existence
0: um and and another thing you can do uh you can make mechanisms and and gadgets using something called redstone Mm -hmm. which you mine it out of the ground you lay trails on the ground and then you can power it on and off and make like electrical circuits basically Mm -hmm. modeled off of real world electrical circuits and you know logic gates and um that's another thing you can spend your time on. Yeah, I've you know?
1: seen some really impressive things done with those. Oh yes, yeah. go online.
0: You'll find full calculators and CPUs built out yeah. of redstone. Wild! It's a lot more in calc I remember cal- the calculator was the big deal back in like 2010, 2011 ten, twenty eleven. There'd be some YouTube video where it's like, "I made a whole calculator in Minecraft. You can add two numbers together." Mm-hmm. It's like this is absolutely ridiculous nowadays they have like you could play minecraft in minecraft <laughs> <laughs> They made a computer that plays minecraft oh my on it in minecraft um all right uh last uh that's that's overview of the gameplay for anybody that doesn't know um last couple notes about the gameplay minecraft is super popular gameplay with other people so it's not just surviving on your own but you can set up a video game server and host a shared world where more than one person plays on the same world, which it's is a pretty fun way to play. Very fun way to play. Yeah. Um, there's a creative mode, which is basically you get all the different blocks in the game an infinite amount. And mm-hmm. so it's more for people that just like building houses and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you can fly around. It's a lot easier. You don't have to worry about monsters. Um, last thing to note, there's a huge wealth of player-created modifications or mods. Um, all, any, anything you can think of. There's mods that make the graphics really pretty. There's mods that add new mechanics or add entire new systems of gameplay. Uh, there's people that make entire fictional worlds in Minecraft. Like there's two, there's two different Minecraft servers that have all of Middle Earth from the Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. And you go and explore it all so um there's mine there's like minecraft mini games inside of minecraft i used to play on this minecraft server it would have hundreds of people and um they had mini games on it like the hunger games where if anybody has read or seen the movie hunger games it's uh you know it's like a last person standing kill every single other person kind of thing and you start in the middle, and you rush towards the middle, and you get the stuff, and then you all disperse, and then my you the last person standing. This was before like for- fun. this was before like Fortnite and all that stuff, where those games are really popular. Right. Um. But yeah, so they have that. They have games where like you run around and you break the blocks beneath people's feet and try to get them to fall into the pit. Oh my gosh. Um. Hide and seek. That's always really fun. Just just hi- basic hide and seek.
1: Um my sister and I used to watch um some YouTubers that would do like um uh this one like game in Minecraft where you would get like tasked with building a certain thing or whatever and they had to uh you know you had to like isn't creative mode but you had to build the thing in like a certain amount of time and then you'd get like voted on which one was the best or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh and I always loved watching those. Those yeah. were really fun
0: point is that minecraft as a game for many people is more than just the game as presented it's a whole platform for lots of ideas and tons of things and whole worlds and communities and stuff Um, anyways that's everything about the game Uh, i'm going to talk about the history of the development and then we'll move on to my patented Cultural impact segment.
1: <laughs> Yay!
0: Uh, let's talk about the history. Uh, Minecraft was first created by Swedish indie game developer Marcus Persson, aka Notch, um, mm. in 2009. So he was a developer at King, who's famous for the Candy Crush uh, game. Okay, you know yep. Candy Crush, yep. right? Yep. Um, and one of his side projects, you know, was he became minecraft um he was interested in making uh like a base building game like games like dwarf fortress and roller coaster tycoon where you sort of develop things yeah and then also there was this other indie game called infiniminer which was sort of the a 3d block sort of based game where you break blocks and stuff and he's sort of inspired by that along with these base building he wanted to add some like rpg elements like the monsters and fighting Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um so March 2009 uh, from March 2009 to June 2010 he releases three test versions Um, these versions are now referred to as Minecraft Classic Um, and it was a few blocks uh, it's sort of similar to the way creative mode is now Um, I have a picture to show you of Minecraft Classic
1: Yeah, it looks like a very simple pared down version of Minecraft. Yeah. Um like not much detail, pretty mm-hmm. pretty basic.
0: And also for people that aren't don't live and breathe this stuff, um, this is for computers, this is for PCs. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh the game is programmed using the Java programming language. Um yeah, at this time, it was only for, for computers. Uh, so in June 2010, the game officially had its first paid-for real release that you pay for it and you play it. Uh, this was called Alpha. Uh, this added more it, mechanics. This, uh, th- For example, they added their survival mode. They added the monsters, um, a lot of the things that would be familiar now, day and daytime and nighttime. The infinite random world in classic it wasn't an infinite world there was borders um incidentally this is when i first learned about the game and started playing
1: yeah i feel like i remember you saying before that you got in fairly early like huh. the beginning of minecraft
0: in retrospect with all minecraft history sure although this is when a lot of people first heard yeah. about minecraft yeah um I, but i guess it wasn't mainstream it was like people that play video games it right. wasn't every
1: single person right which now yeah. it's like there's not very many people that you could say under a certain age right like have you ever heard of minecraft like I, I, most people are like yes
0: yeah. at the time it was like a cool video game that people were talking about online right. um the gameplay model going forward would be you buy it once and you own it forever and the gate the developers continually add stuff to the game forever and ever right
1: like you don't have to buy dlcs or whatever yeah. to up you know to add or update your game it's always going to update it
0: which at the time was very novel yeah. nowadays it's very common for games to work like that right um beta the beta version released in december 2010 uh so the alpha was june and the beta was december uh, there's more features and stability. Less than a month after that, while still beta, this is no advertising, no ads. It's not on Steam. Like it's not on no marketplace. This is just word of mouth. You go to the website and you buy the game. One million copies.
1: Wow. That's pretty wild. I mean, I got to imagine that that's like very unusual for an indie game.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially for the time. I mean, this is yeah. not... Like I said, it's not on a marketplace. You don't go on Steam right. and see this on a store page. Right. This is people posting YouTube and Twitter and all the social yeah. media. And they go to Minecraft.net and they buy the game. Um, the official release of the main game, version 1.0, November 2011. So that was about a year after beta launched. Uh, at this point, there were 16 million people
1: that's so many i mean that's wild that's that's crazy. about the
0: guess that you had for how many it's sold I know, now <laughs> i know um
1: i just i bet this man is like he's set for oh we'll get there lives um not even just for one life
0: a year after that it passed the greatest selling pc games of all time um and in 2019 it became the greatest
1: selling game ever of all time
0: um so yeah that was 1.0 right now we're on version 1.19
1: mm, um i feel like i stopped playing at like
0: eight <laughs> <laughs> um shortly after the game launched at 1.0 notch left the project he didn't want to work on minecraft anymore mm. um he left development to jens Bergenson, aka jeb so he is sort of the okay. minecraft head honcho mm-hmm. um Fast forward 2014, Minecraft was just as popular as ever, even gaining more popularity. It was bought by Microsoft. So That's why no. I said Mojang is no longer Indie Studio. Mm-hmm. Bought by Microsoft for how much?
1: Mm, $20 million?
0: Two and a half billion dollars. Uh, Oh
1: my gosh. I'm really bad with these number things. Um, I I just shouldn't even bother. You're
0: talking about Notch being set for life. Oh my gosh. Notch became a billionaire.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah he did. He,
0: he, He joined Forbes list of billionaires after this deal.
1: I mean, and I remember how? it was
0: actually kind of big news that he bought like a Beverly Hills house for like, oh a, yeah, you know, absurd amount of money, and it was ridiculous.
1: Oh my gosh! Um, so yeah,
0: Swedish indie game developer becomes billionaire. I mean, in f- like three years. I
1: can't. I mean, he would have <laughs> never imagined going from Candy Crush to that. There's no way. Good for um, him, you know. Good for him.
0: Well, apparently he's
1: pre-controversial but maybe we'll take that off the air oh really yeah oh no well no, maybe i retract <laughs> i i do not support what well, you know i don't know this man i'm not
0: I'm, we're not gonna talk about on the I air i don't know anything about him go look it up make your own conclusions yeah, okay
1: <laughs> if he's racist you know Michaela and I'm i like will talk about not, it after the show i don't i don't support i know nothing
0: all right basically from there on out everything is history continues to get popular and you know yeah the game is still so the game crazy. is still around it's very ubiquitous um so quick roundup um other editions or other developments in the game besides just the game existing
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, pocket edition came out in 2011 for smartphones oh. mm-hmm. which at the time was a big deal yeah like one of the most popular indie games that you play it on your little iphone your iphone 2 or iphone 3 right. or whatever you know um that I was guess cause crazy. it's
1: not it doesn't require so like tons of power to run oh, yeah, this game sure. you know so i think that's just a plus side to them making it the way they did i mean
0: this was at a time where like it's more accessible i don't know t- only like 10 20 percent of people even had smartphones you know it's
1: true yeah
0: um mm. later uh i didn't put a date but later it was released for consoles instead of just pc oh um, yeah um xbox 360 and playstation 3 which were the consoles at the time and then mm-hmm. later editions um This version is always been out of step with the original PC version. And there's always slightly different like versions of the features or Mm -hmm. things work kind of differently in one version than the other. Or this one has this one item that the other version has doesn't have. Um, Right now they're called uh, Java edition, which is the original only Mm -hmm. for PC. And there's also Bedrock edition which is for all consoles and there's also a pc version of bedrock edition oh, okay. so there's actually two pc versions
1: well didn't know that
0: um additional spin-offs. uh there's minecraft story mode yeah okay which is a story-based adventure game by telltale games who is defunct now but um you know it's a story game where you watch the story play out and then you'll get to a choice at some point almost like choose your own adventure mm. um Minecraft Dungeons, Minecraft Earth, which is the smartphone game where it's like a AR game, augmented reality where you point your camera oh, at something man. and you can build Minecraft like in front oh of my you, gosh. you know. Um Minecraft Legends, I've never heard of that. Apparently that's coming out. That's not out yet. Um I just saw that on the Wikipedia hmm. page. Um Minecraft this the Minecraft Steve and Alex who are the names of the default characters you play as. Mhm. Are in uh, Super Smash Brothers yes. now. Uh, that was a really big deal when that happened. I was like, everybody was like, "Oh my goodness,
1: yeah, that's crazy!" Right. Well, obviously Microsoft made some kind of deal with Nintendo. Oh, of course. About you know all that stuff. Yeah. Um. And we're already talking about it,
0: sort of. Let's go into cultural impact. We're kind of already talking about the impact of the culture is. Um. I would say, this is me. This is not Wikipedia this is probably the most culturally impactful video game at least of this century
1: Mm, probably
0: of all time after like super mario brothers which we talked about last week right i mean i can't i I can't think of any video game that's more culturally impactful um i other than you know some of the first video games or think you know super mario brothers yeah which which sort of brought video games to zeitgeist as a thing in general. Sure. There's the arcade stuff like Pong or Pac-Man maybe.
1: Maybe Pac-Man, but most people know what that is at least. I don't know if everyone knows what Pong is. Like that's not his like a household name kind of thing. Well, anyways, of this century at least. I think, I think I agree. I agree. I mean, I can't think of anything that could possibly be especially in the, same the past level decade. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. You can't talk to a single like thirteen year old boy that doesn't know what Minecraft or Roblox <laughs> yeah. is. You know. Like,
0: um, actually, that I have that I have this on my, <laughs> on my cultural impact, and we haven't really talked about this yet. Um, Minecraft is very popular with the middle school and under crowd. Yeah. Um. So Minecraft's never been explicitly a kids franchise oh. or targeted at children in particular. Um it's never that's never been its sort of target audience or goal, right? Um but that is a very popular crowd with it. Because it is, you know, generically family friendly, you know, there's nothing gruesome about it or anything. Oh well, yeah. And it's fun, I mean, simple design. Easy to play. Easy to play. Yeah. Um from my personal experience, I wouldn't say I had ever seen, you know, like an elementary school kid or i i started playing minecraft i was in middle school so i can't you know judge that yeah but i can't say that i ever saw it as like all my middle school friends and even the kids in elementary school know minecraft you know Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say until i had just about started college in like 2014 ish is when i started to notice like kids wearing creeper hoodies and right you know like your siblings at that time some of your siblings at that time were that age elementary school you know um and i was like oh geez this is like this is like a kid's thing now like this is like the new like you know spongebob or whatever yeah 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 um so that was a really interesting development i think especially for me somebody that started playing in middle school and thought of myself as being like i'm cool on the edge playing this new indie game (laughs) And this is like, you're what, like you know, wait, this is like chill something chill? that like all the 20 somethings play and I'm ahead of the right. curve. And then, you know, sort of maybe a m- middle school me 10 years later would be like, I'm going to play Minecraft. That's like what all the other kids do, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 That's Very funny. interesting.
0: I do appreciate that Minecraft has never really catered their marketing or products or anything specifically at children. Right. They're sort of. As a product of Sweden, like Lego or Ikea, there's sort of a generic like fun for the f- it's for the yeah. whole family, right. you know, like a fun vibe where it's not offensive and yep. it's fun for everybody and it's just about having fun and there's no strings attached, that kind of thing. Right. Um, there are a lot of parallels with Lego. There's Swedish companies. They're both about building, you know. A lot of people think of Minecraft as like virtual Lego.
1: Mm. I don't know if I would have ever thought that, but it makes sense.
0: There is Lego Minecraft. There's True. collaboration. You can buy yeah, Lego Set that. that is Minecraft. Um anyways. Culture there's tons there's there's a lot of cultural impact to talk about. It's, like I said, it's very impactful. Um, yeah. just on video games, so this is not just on culture as a whole, but on the culture of video games. This is one of the first video games or first successful video games to use an early access model, which is you don't work on the game for years and years and then put out the game and then that's it. And then you put out mm-hmm. a DLC or something and just know this game is in development, early stages, lots of bugs. You release it to everybody. They pay for it. And then you just work on the game. And whenever you have something to show, you just put it into the game. And people play, right? It, you know, right. This is very common. Now at the yep. time, I remember at the time I was like, what is this? Like what? this is like or or the game isn't out yet like right it's it's what (laughs) it's like you can just play it and they'll just add stuff to the game forever how
1: how will they do that
0: yeah um this is huge this is such a big influence on the way that games are made now yeah um especially online games and um what's called like games as a service or or um I guess games as a service, I thought software as a service is more of a business term, but um, like a game where you get a dedicated player base to play the game, even when it's not complete or it has bugs, and they sort of, there's a dialogue between the players and the developers, and the developers add features continuously to the game as the players are playing it, right? Mm. this has never happened before. Mm -hmm. Games of the 2010s, though, and onward are, are, they're all like this, especially online games.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Um, we talked earlier about this already. It's one of the most popular games ever. It became one of the most popular games ever without advertising at all. That's, I mean, that is like And this was wild. because this was the new age. This was the dawn of social media. Mm-hmm. 2009 is when the very first version of Minecraft came out. And this is YouTube. This is Twitter. This is social media. This is especially YouTube video playthroughs, yeah. video tutorials, online parodies, parody songs. Oh yeah. All that kind of stuff is where you know, your 2010 person first right. finds out about Minecraft. This is right. how I first found out about Minecraft. Video playthroughs. Yeah. Um and this is how this is this is like word of mouth in the 21st century you know imagine like um we talked about pokemon i'm gonna bring up our zeroth episode in every single episode about how we talk about pokemon but it back in you know in those days it was like word of mouth get around the schoolyard oh if you heard about this pokemon oh you heard about this and the urban legends and this and that and it goes around but it that's like the new version of that it's like this there's this indie game that right. like you can go to the website and you can YouTube download it and watch my YouTube videos. It's so cool! Look at this yeah. thing I made. You know, um, yeah. Of course, now Minecraft does have advertising because it's owned sure. by Microsoft, right? Um, and there's Minecraft products all over the place, right?
1: Although they don't need it anymore. <laughs> and,
0: but yeah, th- that's what's the big thing to to take note is that if you've never yeah, heard, if you wild. don't know anything about Minecraft, and you're listening to this. Just know that. 16 million plus players before there was an advertising budget. All word of mouth, all YouTube videos, all social media.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: It cemented the 2010s in gaming as an era characterized by sandbox games where you can do whatever, open world games where you explore and you just, you know, you go whatever way you want crafting systems where you take you know you collect all of these materials and then you make stuff out of it um experimental indie games all of these things are like if you think about the 2010s in gaming Mm -hmm. the history of the 2010s in gaming they are like so closely linked to minecraft like because minecraft is right at the beginning of that decade right and if you look at games in that decade it's like So, such an influence on him. Right. In addition to the stuff we already talked about, early access and all that. Yeah. Um, Another world is very influential on is the educational world. My understanding, and I don't have numbers on this, but I'm understanding Minecraft is, like, a staple for, like, school computers and, like, educational programs and Mm. stuff. Um, I know there's, like, a Minecraft EU, like uh foundation that like ch- tries to get like Minecraft into schools and stuff. Um I it it's just just the the there's a lot of computer science elements for mm-hmm. one. It's great for teaching STEM because I already talked about the redstone right. system inside the game. You can create computer circuits and stuff. In addition They've built a lot of systems inside the game where you can type into the chat box and do stuff like almost computer code and oh, functions yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's more recent development. More recent. Probably like 2013 or something. I say more recent. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just the versatility and openness of the game and creativity of the game. It's the perfect, like, game to having computer class or whatever. Right. I mean, I didn't go to public school. I was homeschooled. I mean out so of all I don't the know games that you
1: could possibly <laughs> have a kid play, it's probably one of the least like mind, you know, melting.
0: Well and also you can create like educational you and, can create like a world in Minecraft yeah. that is like educational. Right. You can have like signs that read out, you know, something. Yeah. It's I mean it's you a, can
1: build you could build a replica of something, you yeah. know, learn more about uh historical things and or like, you know, someone could build like a replica of certain a town and you can walk through it and learn about the town or. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously lots of options of. Yeah. It's um, so just a way for all from, just your students to interact so cool. with each other. In yeah. A cool
0: space. It's especially great yeah. for kids that aren't good at communicating. Yeah. Um, But they could communicate well over like a video game. Right.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: All right. Final segment, um, and I think we have enough time for this. Definitely do. Yeah. Um. I always talk about my story. Yeah. As the last segment.
1: Which you kind of sort of mentioned already when you, you know you started playing. it I've, but. I've
0: come up. Yeah. Um. So I learned about Minecraft as millions and millions of other people did, which was from YouTube videos. Hmm. Um. I don't remember. I think it was Captain Sparkles who <laughs> was very, very ubiquitous at the time. Um, so at, at the time, this was me. I was 13 um, or 14, 13 going off 14. Look at the date. Yeah, it would have been 14. Um, and I was very into Let's Plays, which mm-hmm. if anybody's unfamiliar, <laughs> because it's not really a popular term these days. That's um, true. because everybody twitch streams a let's play is a series of videos in which is a playthrough of a video game with commentary um and this right. is so what they i was
1: re- they record themselves they record the video game they record themselves they make a video of you know yes. they upload that it's yeah. like a dvd commentary so you're watching a video them game. playing the video game
0: it's like a twitch stream but not live <laughs> yes <laughs> And in like 15 minute chunks because that was the YouTube uh video length limit at the time.
1: <laughs> Isn't that wild?
0: Actually, it used to be 10 minutes in like 2008, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2009.
1: Because I remember crazy? some of the
0: people I watched being like, we have 15 minutes now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Now there's like, you know, like days long videos on YouTube or something. I don't remember what the upload limit is, but. Oh, yeah. Oh.
0: Um,. Yeah, so it was a YouTube video, and I saw this game, and I was like, this is like nothing I've ever seen in my life. Um, I, I'd never seen a game that had procedural generation. I was mm-hmm. like, this is an infinite world. You can like go anywhere you want, and you can go forever, and there'll still be places for you to go. Yeah, um, I've never seen a game that was like a sandbox game, um, where... It's There's an end goal. You just go and you do whatever you decide to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never seen a game that had so little limitations. Um, and that's sort of what I was interested in at the time. I wasn't interested in like building stuff. Of course, nowadays, right. that is actually what I do mostly when I play Minecraft, is I build things. Right. Um, since then, I probably... And this was tw- 12 years ago. <laughs> since then probably never gone more than six months without playing minecraft yeah um i remember when i got the game i played it for like a couple weeks and then i got kind of bored and then i didn't play for like four months and then i came back because i saw a youtube video of somebody like making a redstone thing and i thought Mm. it was like the coolest thing ever Mm -hmm. uh that was ethos lab by the way that's a classic minecraft youtuber Mm. i think he's still i think he's still around there there was a phase in my life, like in high school, where like I just watched a whole ton of Minecraft YouTubers, um, and they they I watched all, the the ones that I watched were all of the. Um, uh, Mindcrack.
1: Mindcrack.
0: Um, yeah, so Mindcrack <laughs> was a Minecraft server. Um, that this one guy hosted, this one YouTuber hosted, and a bunch of other YouTubers were on it too. Oh, and cool. so you'd watch people's episodes and, you know, you'd see somebody else in the background and, oh, gotcha. and you'd watch their episode and you'd see yeah. the other side of their perspective or something if they do a crossover. I gotcha. You see other, you see people building on their stuff, yeah. you know.
1: Um, I used to watch with, with my sister, Her like usually yeah. during like our, our lunch break at work, we would sit and we'd watch like different YouTubers that did Minecraft stuff. on on, uh different um i was always
0: kind of picky with that kind because there are some people um that i thought were like annoying and high energy yeah yeah. one of the the people that your sister your sister watches um the yogs cast people yeah i'm not sure if she still does no i'm sure she doesn't anymore um but I was. It was uh, maybe it was just because they were more popular. Maybe yeah, they're too popular for me. Or maybe it was <laughs> just because like I didn't like like yelling and screaming or something. And everybody I watched was Yell really low scream. key,
1: not yelling um, and screaming in like a negative way. It's more of like ah creeper ah you know yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. so I watched people was
0: more like low key or something. I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, you yeah, know, high was, energy, being snooty. They're very. They're very
1: snooty. um. I don't know like lots of humor and stuff is kind of a big part yeah. of it. Yeah. I don't know. I always enjoyed watching those. I mean, uh, it was fun.
0: PewDiePie who's a, oh, uh yeah, I don't I don't know. He's is he Swedish?
1: Yes. Um he's number but he one. he started on out YouTube. playing
0: Minecraft. And he's number one on YouTube, you know.
1: He has the most subscribers out of anyone. So
0: obviously very big cultural yes. impact on YouTube. <laughs> the
1: I, want, culture I don't know maybe stuff. that's where he got his start. Oh. I have no idea. No, it is. That's actually crazy. Isn't
0: that? Yeah
1: wow um number one
0: yeah i'm sure if you looked at like i don't know 2011 2012 2013 and you looked at like trending topics on youtube i bet like minecraft is number one, like all three years or something right
1: um or just the youtubers in general were probably the most popular probably a lot of them were but anyways once i got
0: back into that game after learning about redstone and stuff i basically didn't stop playing it for any more than like a month, until I was like twenty
1: three. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't even want to know how many hours you have. I mean, you can't count it, I guess, because it's not possible. But. Yeah, yeah. Around the time that Minecraft one point zero came
0: out, um a friend of mine asked if I want to play on a server because I'd only ever played single player. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so getting on server and building stuff, and that 's sort of been you know part of my life ever since then, yeah, I mean, um, you still do that. I wrote down probably more hours of my life in that game than any other game. um
1: if you had to just guess how I much do you know. think do you think a year's worth of time you spent <sighs> so I remember we
0: had on that server that I mentioned we had a statistics like plug. where it would tell you like blocks number of blocks you placed and stuff like that and it also had the amount of time you played yeah and this was like I don't know 2013 I'd been playing on it for like a year Mm -hmm. this was a server where I had like a big giant pyramid and all that stuff oh yeah and at that time my statistics was was two weeks
1: okay of time Mm
0: -hmm. so Twenty four hours times fourteen. Mm-hmm. Two hundred and forty plus, you know, you you Okay. Yeah. Um it's like three hundred something hours. So I don't know. Maybe half a year lifetime? Probably not that, probably more.
1: Yeah. Well here's the thing, and here's here's During like, your most yeah, it's probably. I mean, you, I'm sure you put in a lot of hours. The, the repetitive,
0: and you 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 mentioned this right at the beginning, the repetitive tasks of placing blocks, building a giant thing, mining mining things. stuff, clearing out space so you can build mm-hmm. stuff. You know, that's not like a speedy thing. It's not no. a, you know, click 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 and it's gone. It's like it's sort of intentionally made slow. Yeah, partly to incentivize you to upgrade to something that makes it faster you know right. and sort of adds the upgrade it's partially to like make it a sense of accomplishment when you've done oh, a task sure. Sure. um and for people that don't care about that you play creative uh right <laughs> but yeah i always played survival because i i you know but that repetitive task it's just the perfect thing i used to listen to like podcasts i always put mm-hmm. youtube videos on on my second monitor on the side mm-hmm. it's the kind of game where like i can really pay attention to yeah. like a movie or something yeah even though i'm playing video game at the right. same time
1: right which you know i've heard from like a couple friends that have like like adhd or different things like that that, I got that kind of it's stuff perfect is like yeah exactly like playing a mine doing minecraft and watching something or listening to something is like the best thing for them because they're able to really focus way more than they well, it's could like if, if i'm listening to like listening public to speaking it. or like yeah. a
0: sermon or something yeah it's like if i'm just listening and looking It goes like right through your your head, yeah, exactly. But once you get out like a doodle pad and you're like drawing a little cube or something, it's really easy to listen. Right. It's like that, but it's a video game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I totally get it. I get it for sure. I mean, it can be really hard to concentrate on things, regardless. But then also just, I don't know. There's something kind of therapeutic about, um, Minecraft. Something like the repetitiveness of it. I don't know. Yeah.
0: And and another thing, and this is the last thing um that i'll bring up is that the idea of virtual spaces and virtual worlds and like this is a place you've created especially you play on a server and you just go back day after day after day or whatever mhm this is a space that you've created and this is a place that you live yeah and it's ever changing and evolving but it's also ever familiar and you can always go back Right and You have memories in your mind. I still have memories of specific times that I listened to this podcast mm. episode or this YouTube video, and I placed this block in this place. yeah, or I yeah. was clearing Working out this space project. on my pyramid ten years ago. And I remember when I built that in my pyramid ten years ago. Yeah. and and sometimes you go back to the old world save, and it's kind of like you're going back to a place that you haven't been in so right. long.
1: You know what's funny is i have i have like a distinct memory of like a certain part of like a server that you and i played on before we were married or whatever, we were still dating and we yeah, were and like we got in a big fight because i wanted oh, you well. to build something a no i wasn't way talking and about then that you stopped
0: playing forever
1: yeah i wasn't talking about that we did get in a fight yes um but no i distinctly remember we were building something or whatever. It wasn't negative, but I can just remember like, we were having a really nice conversation and building this thing. And I just remember like the feeling of that. And I can picture in my head what it was that we were building and like Mm -hmm. what it looks like. Um, Yeah. Isn't that funny? I don't know.
0: I think a lot about virtual spaces and spaces in general, because I feel like that's the way that I dream. Mm. When I dream at night, I dream about locations. I dream about, yeah, the, f- the feeling that it's like to be in a space. Mm. And I think about that a lot. A game I used to play a decent amount is Star Wars Battlefront, the newer version mm-hmm. um, by EA. And that's a game where it's mostly only online and on my platform, just PC, if people don't play anymore. And so you think about these spaces, these these levels that you play on. And you become so familiar with them because you play them over and mm. over, and you just feel like you know l- you live in that space,
1: like you know it.
0: And now you can't go back. Yeah, it's the same kind of feeling of my childhood home kitchen being renovated, or the church that I grew up in being redone. Yeah. when I was like in the middle of high school, and now I can never go back to those those childhood building, places.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the sort
0: of feeling I think I would have if some of those old Minecraft worlds, I think most of my old Minecraft worlds exist still. And Mm. I have them on my computer somewhere or the old servers and stuff because I've taken over a lot of those servers that I had my friend originally, so I have all the world saves. But like, you know, some of those were deleted. I'd be like, you know, that'd be be the same kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I would be, yeah, I know what you, I get what you're saying. Wow. Well, because, yeah, you've made memories there, like, whether or not that it's, like, um...
0: Because when you play a first-person video game, you're sort of stepping into a space in a way that you never can in any in, yeah. in, in other types, you know. Right. it's it's, it's, a, it's a really personal... It's very unique, and it's what, yeah. Especially in Minecraft, because it's so open. It's a sandbox. You create a home for yourself. You create resources for yourself. It feels like you're in that space in a way. Yeah,
1: and especially if you're playing with friends, I almost
0: mean, more than it would be like playing a virtual reality game. Mm-hmm, but it's a really mm-hmm. tailored experience.
1: Yeah, you know, if you yeah. play
0: a virtual reality game and it's really linear, like a movie or something, that's not nearly as virtual reality right. as playing such an open, open sandbox game and, yeah. as uh, Minecraft. Wow, some food for thought.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Anyways, I still play. Uh, not as often as I used to. Um, right now, I'm running a server for Michaela's sister and some of her friends. Um, yeah, I sort of took it over because the person that was running the server, uh, like, was having problems or something, or
1: didn't have time. I think, it's yeah. Just didn't have
0: time. Um, and so I took that over because I have good experience. Oh yeah, so speaking like computer stuff, um, I'm I'm a I'm a computer programmer. Um and i learned a lot of that stuff in in my fir- very first experiences with like computer logic and yeah. like programming and stuff i was going to
1: ask i was like oh I a lot of that stuff to do with
0: it yeah a lot of that stuff um i i learned with with minecraft or yeah. like with redstone and and stuff like that um yeah and i and i use a lot of computer expertise and uh running minecraft servers which can be very technical sometimes
1: mm. yeah makes sense all right awesome well i think we've thanks for sharing we've,
0: yeah i think we've yammered them enough uh we had a, <laughs> some darker topics and some lighter topics it got a
1: little spooky and then it got not spooky at all but that's totally yeah. okay i told chris when we were like coming over the topics i was like you can do you can do something spooky if you want, but if you can't come up with anything, it's okay. And... um, Well, now I don't have to come up with a topic for next time because I already have one. Yeah, that's good. Well, I liked your topic. It was good. Thanks.
0: Yeah. I think your topic was interesting.
1: I Thank you. I'm still terrified. <laughs> my doors are locked. I'm like... I'm like, I can't. I can't. Your
0: doors are locked. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. In, my, in yeah. Minecraft. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. That's
0: a good meme.
1: That is a really good one. It's a classic
0: uh um not classic. We're talking about classic.
1: It's more recent that people sit I mean not That's like
0: sort classic. of a ironic meme yeah. where, you know, you think about the tw- uh, 11-year-old kid going like, "I'm going to murder your family and kill you and da-da." And then <laughs> they <laughs> he hear does. the parent g- and they're like, "In Minecraft, in my, you know." Right, right,
1: right. <laughs> He's like, "No, mom. In, in Minecraft. Minecraft." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like oh i hate you in minecraft in minecraft <laughs> yeah uh man yeah island that's a good one anyways um great well i hope you all have a wonderfully spooky halloween and make
0: sure to rate us with a five thumbs up and a and a like and a and a follow
1: <laughs> okay grandpa and four stars
0: <laughs> On on, Four? on on the iTunes app store.
1: <laughs> Five, if you feel that we deserve it. Four, if you you know sort of didn't like. Go it, on to the like iTunes it. music store and give us a
0: give us a rating. <laughs> Leave a review.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. We're well,
0: on Amazon and Spotify, and I think we're on iTunes. And YouTube. We have a YouTube channel we're kind of
1: toying with the idea of doing like a recorded version mm, you know like of us we have a green screen so you know keep an eye out for the youtube channel maybe that'll be coming soon maybe the youtube
0: channel will start having live video podcasts
1: maybe it will we'll see
0: anyways thanks for listening thanks for being our fans if you're a fan
1: yes we love you all
0: we'll see you in episode six
1: all right happy halloween bye